You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production on the Fans First Network. It's your daily dose of digestible, delightful Cubs content. I'm your host, Danny Rocket, here to tell you what's happening in the world of the Chicago Cubs on August 25th, 2023. It took 10 innings, but the Cubs beat the Pirates last night in another close game against a bad team. Uh, There was uh, scoring at the beginning of the game. There was scoring at the end of the game, and in the middle, uh, not a lot of scoring. So it was Justin Steele versus a quote-unquote Rob Zestrizny, ex-Cub great Rob Zestrizny, and, uh, but he wasn't really in there f- uh, for too long. Who, who was going to come in was Andre Jackson, who you might know, uh, remember from such games as when the Cubs hit four home runs late in the game off the Dodgers and beat them in L.A. That was a long time ago in April. Now he's on the Pirates. How times change. But Andre Jackson was really the quote-unquote starting, starting pitcher for the Pirates. Uh, Rob Zestrisny kind of acted like an opener. And thank God he did because he gave up a run and a couple hits. But why don't we get into the game and um, let's talk about that first hit that he gave up, which was to leadoff hitter Nico Horner, which now this makes some sense. I know they tried Morrell up there. That didn't make any sense. And then it, it's really a head-scratcher why you would never have thought to use Horner when you used to use Horner. If you remember, there was some conversation back in the day when we're all like, maybe Nico Horner is the long-awaited Cubs leadoff hitter. This is before we knew about the summer of Mike Tachman, of course. But Nico was the guy. 
And then they had Madrigal, and th- but then against the lefties, they were doing Morel. We never won on those those days. Nico seems to be the dude, and it's been going good since he was the leadoff hitter, inc- including in this game because he started off the game with a double off of Rob Zestrizny. And uh, then Dansby Swanson came up and lined out. Ian Happ struck out, so that double wasn't looking too sweet until Cody Bellinger came up. And he is obviously known for his power, but he did... Here's what I love about Cody Bellinger. He gets the hit he needs to get. The old Cubs swinging out of their shoes at whatever was coming down the pike. Cody Bellinger not only hits for power, and it's not a tremendous amount of power. He doesn't have 50 home runs this year or something. But he is able to smack the ball where it needed to go. In game situation, he got a single, and that's all you needed to drive in that run from second. So good job from Cody. And then, also knowing the game situation, he tried to steal second. It didn't work out. He was out. That was the third out of the inning, but it's the right thing to do. Um with uh, a real hot say of Suzuki right behind you. Just get to second base. So in the bottom of the first, Justin Steele goes out there, and he got Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds to ground out. He walked Connor Joe, uh, his first of two walks in the game. Um, he did last six innings, so that's pretty good. And then uh, Josh Palacios, remember that name, because we were on the Josh Palacios revenge tour as soon as he struck out swinging in the first inning here. And in comes Andre Jackson, who used to give up lots of home runs to the Cubs in a Dodgers uniform. And Robbie Z, ex-Cub great, is out. And Seiya Suzuki promptly greeted him with a double. Um, Jan Gomes then uh, dumped one in there for a single. Seiya was only able to get the third, though. That's fine, though, because Jamer Candelario got him home with a sack fly. 2 nothing Cubs. Then Nicky Madrigal got his first of two hits on the night. Uh, Nicky, two hits. And uh, Jan Gobes went to second base. But then Mike Tockman, his summer now being completely over, he grounded into an out where uh, they just got the force out. Jan Gomes went to third. Nick Madrigal's out. Mike Tockman stood at first. It was first and third, though, for Nico Horner, who came through with two outs, and he singled, and there was much rejoicing, um, but then Dansby Swanson popped out. But now it was 3 nothing Cubs. Things were looking good. Looks like we were just going to cakewalk in to score every inning. No freaking problem. Pirates stink. Stick a fork in them. They're done. Wasn't going to be like that, though. Um, in the bottom of the second, Steele walked Andy Rodriguez, his Steele's second of two walks. And then he was uh, sacrificed, bunted over, but uh, Steele made a little uh, error. And um, Andy Rodriguez ended up at second base, and Vinny Capra ended up at first base. I just love that name, Vinny Capra. See, it sounds like he should be breaking kneecaps and pin the Bronx. Um, so anyway, v- Vinny Capra, he ends up on first base after the error. And now what's funny about this whole thing is because the Pirates end up scoring, right? Now, Steele is the one that committed the error. So 
you think that would still be an earned run. It is not because the arrow is on steel. So it's officially an error. It's not on the pitcher. It's so weird. I always feel like, well, you got to put those errors on the pitcher, but that's not how it would be. But sorry, spoiler alert that, uh, that there was a run scored in this inning. But Alfonso Rivas, ex-Cub, great Alfonso Rivas, came up and struck out. So did Alika Williams, who's called out on strikes. So there were two outs when G1 Bay singled, and that's the sad thing because that scored Andy Rodriguez. Should never have happened. Should have had that bunt out before, and then the two strikeouts, so that's why the run is unearned, but is now... 3-1 to one Pittsburgh. G1 Bay then stole second base, but Key Brian Hayes struck out, swinging on a foul tip. And even though there was damage done a lot of action, Steele struck out the side. And that was uh, three of six strikeouts he would have on the game. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of damage done. Top of the third, Ian Happ lined out. Cody Bellinger flew out. Seiya Suzuki popped out. See, the thing is, the Cubs were done scoring for a while. Bottom of the third, Brian Reynolds popped out. Connor Joe singled. And then Josh Palacios, who struck out in the first inning, decided that he would hit wood into the Allegheny River. And it was then 3-3, three to three, where it would stay for the foreseeable future until clown ball 10th inning Manfred man time. Andy Rodriguez flew out. Vinny Capra broke a kneecap and then he struck out swinging top of the fourth. Jan Gomes. It was his turn to strike out on a foul tip. Jamer Candelario then grounded out. Nick, Nicky magical flew out. I mean, let me skip ahead because it was one, two, three Rivas Williams Bay. Then the top of the fifth, uh, Mike Tockman singled, wanting, wishing his summer would come back, and then everybody else got out and nothing happened. And then in the bottom of the fifth, um, Key Brian Hayes did lead off with a single, and then there was a double play right away, um, and then Connor Joe singled. and then that So that makes me think, okay, well, maybe Steele's getting a little tired, and it's something to look at. He did throw 100 pitches in this game. This all happened in the fifth. He went six, but... This is the most innings he's ever thrown in a Major League Baseball season. And it's a little concerning, wouldn't you say? I would say. And so they're trying to protect him, especially in games like this. It's a shame it was close. It's a shame the Cubs couldn't score anymore and put up 10 runs and just, like, you know, hand it over to, you know, whoever, like your mop-up guy, um, whoever that may be right now. Um, But... You know, that's not what happened. So, a little bit of tr- trouble, but they were just singles. He did get his double play. That helped not a lot. In the top of the sixth, um, Jan Gomes singled. Nothing else happened. Everybody else got out. And then in the bottom of the sixth, Steele's last inning of work, uh, he did give up a double to Alfonso Rivas. And then, it, this was all with two outs, too. Um, so, but... Mike Tockman kind of mis- misplayed the ball uh, because his summer is over and the, he overran it and uh, Alfonso Rivas ended up on third base. But praise the Lord, Alika Williams flew out to Mike Tockman, who redeemed himself and his summer came back. In the top of the seventh, Cubs one, two, three, ground, ground outs, fly outs, everybody's getting out. Bottom of the seventh, Julian Merriweather came in to replace Justin Steele, who leads the team, not the team, but the bullpen in strikeouts. Um, G1 Bay, he flew out. 
And then uh, Key Brian Hayes lined out. Real nice play by Nico Horner. And uh, Brian Reynolds then struck out swing. So nice job there by Julian Merriweather. Andre Jackson, who did a pretty good job in that in the game, except for giving up uh, those two runs right away. Um, it, but for the most part, he, he did pretty well. They only gave up uh, two runs through six innings pitched. Um, they only had two strikeouts, though, and no walks. So at least he didn't give up four home runs like he did against the Cubs that night. So I think you might, we might be seeing a little bit more of Andre Jackson. I love his hair, too. Oh, man, does he have some hair. Um I, I liked it better when he would like turn around and his hair would go flying and then he'd watch a b- ball go over the fence at Dodger Stadium. That was a better use of his hair as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, I wish I could have hair like that. Always wish I had like really long curly hair and it's because I have really short straight hair. Naturally. Short, thin, straight hair. Thinning a little bit more every day. I digress. Colin Holderman came in to replace Andre Andre Jackson. What a great name for a relief pitcher, especially a middle relief guy like Holderman because he's got a Holderman, and he kind of did. He hit Ian Happ with a pitch, which he looked seemed a little pissed and kind of hit him in the ribs a little bit. Um, but everybody else got out, and there was nothing doing for the Cubs in the bottom of the eighth. Michael Fulmer bounced back kind of from a um, – he did walk the leadoff hitter. You never like to see that in a tie ball game. But he was really bad the last time he pitched, and so it's nice to see him come out there and not suck. Because uh, Connor Joe walked, and I was like, oh, here comes Josh Palacios, who hit a home run earlier in the game. But nope, double play. And it was tailor-made. Just like uh, Rod Coomer was like, now we got to do is play catch around the infield. That it was just, uh, you could just imagine it happening through the 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 perfect placement of where everybody was fielded, uh, everybody fielded uh, their position. Andy Rodriguez struck out to end that inning. In the top of the ninth, the Cubs' last chance in regulation time. Uh, well, they had to face David Bednar, who did not get traded, even though a lot of teams, including me and the as the owner of the Chicago Cubs, uh, wanted him on our team, but it was not to be. He did not get traded. He's still a pirate. And um, he did pretty well, except for giving up a two-bagger to Nicky Two-Bags, Madrigal, uh, which happened with two outs, because he, man, he's just Mr. Two. He's also two foot tall. Well, anyway, Nicky Two-Bags ended up on second, and up comes Summer of Mike Talkman to got out. They challenged the play to try to see if the Summer of Mike Talkman was still in effect. It was not. Some of Mike Tockman ended, so did the top of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, Daniel Palencia came in to replace Fulmer. I haven't seen a lot of Daniel Palencia, except for when the Cubs win. Because <laughs> he would pick up the win in this game. It would be his fourth win in his short career as a Cub. I don't even, I think we have starters. Does Smiley even have four wins? Does Tyone have four wins? Like, I don't know. They may not, but Daniel Palencia, he's got some wins under his belt. And um, they greeted him with a pinch hitter, Jack Sawinski, who's done damage against us in the past, and this time was no different. He walked. Alfonso Rivas bunted, tried to bunt him over, but he popped it up, and Jan Gomes made a really nice diving catch on it. 
Out comes another pinch hitter, Andrew McCutcheon. And he grounded into a force out. Uh, but Sawinski was out at second, but uh, Andrew McCutcheon got to run now, which is fine because he's old and slower. G1 Bay then walked, and that made it first and second. So we're getting a little bit exciting here for Palencia. It's funny because Palencia probably had the worst outing of anybody. He gave up two walks, and he ended up get, we'd get the win, you know. Um, I will say this, too, about Bay. Freaking, I was eating dinner, and I almost choked because freaking Boog says, um, Bay, G1 Bay, no relation to Jason Bay. I'm like, uh, yeah, no duh, idiot. Like, first of all, it's spelled differently. B-A-E, B-A-Y. Secondly, one of them's from Korea, and the other one I don't think is from Korea. I mean, I'm, it looks like he's from Southern California. So, and Jiwon Bay could be from Southern California too, but I would never think that they were blood relatives. Um, like, why Boog even said that? So then I'm like, well, why would he say that? I'm like, because he thinks he's making a joke. And he thinks that's funny. Well, in that case, if you think you're making a joke, then that's just like a racist thing to say. Because you're like, oh, dominant culture Jason Bay with his Y on the end of his name. And Jiwon Bay, oh, with that weird E and an H in front of a W. Like, that's what you're saying, Boog. So <laughs> either you're saying things that don't make sense or you're saying something racist. I'm just... Uh, yeah, uh. Oh, Boog, just keep talking about your sneakers. Like, stay, stay in your lane. Anyway, they were in trouble with Jiwon Bay, no relation to Jason, on first base. And uh, Key Brian Hayes flew out to Cody Bellinger, and that was the end of regulation time. There were all sorts of changes. Jack Sawinski stayed in the game. Jover or Leover? I don't know how to say it. Leover Pagaro. Uh, he replaced Andrew McCutcheon uh, and ended up playing shortstop. Anyway, all this stuff happened. You don't really care. I don't really care. Thomas Hatch came out instead of David Bednar. So they weren't getting two innings out of any of their guys. They're just like, hey, we're, you know, we're not trying to get anything extra out of our best dudes because they've already given up on the season. So they're just going to, like, get their work in from here on in, you know, which is interesting because if the Pirates are still in it, maybe you see Bednar still in the game. You know what I mean? Like, he threw eight pitches, seven for strikes. You tell me he could go back out there? Like, maybe they don't want to use him that way. I get that. But, like, I'm just saying a tie game in the future. If we are in a pennant race, Bednar is going to need to get two innings like our guys are supposed to be doing and sometimes we ask them to do. Anyway, just an interesting thing thing to think about as we play these bad teams. Um, so 10th inning, Mike Tockman and his wonderful summer gets, you know, he's so lucky. You, you make the last out in a Tockman summer, you end up hitting a double to lead off the next inning. So he's standing on second. Nico Horner grounded out, but that moved Tockman to third, which is what you need. They walk Dansby. I mean, they didn't mean to walk Dansby, but they meant to walk Dansby. It wasn't an intentional walk, is all I'm saying. You had first base open, set up the double play. Makes all the sense in the world. Um, but then, doesn't make any sense in the world when you throw a wild pitch, which Thomas Hatch did. Dansby Swanson now standing on second base. Two men on. Still got to get that first run in. The ghost man and Ian Happ. 
just d- dumped one, like, just right in front of the right fielder, um, who actually made an error on the play. Uh, and uh, it, was, it wasn't an, it wasn't, that's not why, it was a single and an error uh, by Connor. Judge just didn't field it cleanly. And um, Ian Happ comes through with just the weakest, like, what was the, uh, I'm going to look at the uh, exit velocity, 71.4. You gotta love it, Ian Happ. Seventy-one point four on the exit velo. That's there's your game-winning hit. <laughs> Stick that in your bay jokes, Boke. Thomas Hatch then intentionally walked Cody Bellinger. Seiya Suzuki lined out um, to center, and then Jan Gobes grounded into a force out, and they uh, and that was the end of the inning. But the Cubs got their two runs that they needed. And this time, it was Albert Alzali's chance to go out there and get the save. Key Bryant Hayes, um, he uh, starts the inning at second base. Brian Reynolds grounded out, but that also moved Key Brian Hayes to third. Same kind of play as with the Cubs. And then Connor Joe was able to knock him in, but it was with a sacrifice fly. So there was nobody on base with the score 5-4. to four. And Joshua Palacios, who earlier in the game had hit a two-run homer to keep it tied all that time, flew out to Ian Happ, and that was the ball game. Cubs win. Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, tough games against bad teams. What do you want me to say? And we got another one tonight. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, this one is going to be Kyle Hendricks against Mitch Keller, who uh, we've seen before. So I'm looking up our our game logs against Mitch Keller here right now, and we did not face him this year, but uh, some of our cubbies have. And one of those cubbies is Ian Freakinap, who has two home runs off of him in 16 at-bats and is batting four. 38. He's seen him the most. Um, he's the only one that has any home runs off of him. Um, as far as other dudes with that bat, Swanson, he's seen him seven times, and he's batting 571. So I, I love me some Mitch Keller, and the Cubs love them some Mitch Keller. We're throwing out Kyle Hendricks, um, who has been seen quite a bit by Mr. Andrew McCutcheon and has done a really good job against him. 38 at-bats, only given up one home run. And Kutch has only driven in three. He's got three RBIs against Hendricks. Um, 38 at-bats, batting 237. Just does nothing against him. Um, Brian Reynolds does have a home run in his 24 at-bats, but he's only batting 208. And Key Brian Hayes kind of owns Hendo. He has two home runs and only 15 at-bats, and he's batting 400 against him. So watch out 
for that. Uh, Hendo in his last start. I mean, you know, he's not he, – he only gave up one run on five hits against the Royals. Pitch into the seventh. Gutsy performance. This is the – he got his ERA under four, too. He's now 383. This is the kind of Kyle that maybe we'll get glimpses of this year and next if he remains on the team. I, I assume they'll pick up his option the way he's pitching right now. Um, who doesn't need pitching? So, uh, but this is, but I, I'm never going to be surprised at this point when you have like a, that seven run blow up against Atlanta or a five run blow up against Boston where he only goes five. Like, I'm not going to be surprised when that happens too. So, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm always hoping for just a quality start from Kyle. Freaking dude is incredible. I love watching him pitch. Like, the he's the only one left from that 2016 team. And to be honest, I he even looks kind of like Tommy Hadovy. I think he becomes Tommy Hadovy's assistant. Then when Hadovy, then they're like, you know, co-bullpen coaches. And Hadovy retires. Kyle takes over the job. Like, this is what I want. You know, Kyle Hendricks, the professor for the rest of my life. My natural life is what I want. Uh, Mitch Keller has been really good lately. He only went five innings against the, well, actually, uh, I've got it kind of, that's wrong. He went six innings, gave up two against Minnesota, seven hits, and had 12 strikeouts. That's a season high. No, it's not. He had 13 against Baltimore through seven. So the dude can strike you out, but he hasn't faced us this year. But, We'll see what happens. The Cubs, they beat the Pirates every single time we faced them. I just say, let's just win out the whole season series. That rarely ever happens. Of course, I'm going to the game on Sunday. Which, hey, maybe I'm going to see Jordan Wick's first start. So that's exciting. I'll bring my camera. Um, but you know they're going to wait till that game to lose. I'm like, damn it! I banned myself from all games from now on. Uh, the game, I believe, is at 6 o'clock. Uh, yeah, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight. And, um, yeah, let's just get another W. We got to keep winning. We picked up a half game on the Brewers tonight. Who did not play? Right now, the Cubs are, um, you know, they're three games back the division. We are three and a half back before. We are firmly, no, not firmly, firmly in the in the second wild card spot, but we're in it. And uh, the Diamondbacks are right behind, but there's San Francisco, who we still play, Cincinnati, who we still play. And then um, they're only half game back, and then Miami's two back. So it's kind of fun looking at the standings every every night at the end of August. Still got a long way to go, and uh, we're going to take you there. So uh, thanks for being a Patreon supporter. If you are not, please subscribe. It's a dollar a month, and you'll be getting... Cubs spot all September. Right now it's free, but only in August. And uh, we want to take you out. All right. Have a great day. Spagog. <laughs>